0: Looking at, um, hold on, I'm sending Hansen something. Send him in a text. Um, I was just looking at the reporting on Portland last night. Protests in Pro- Portland drew the largest crowd in weeks. Last on f- a night fifty-three of protests. Uh, some people refer to them as peaceful protests. Some people refer to it as. Uh, riots every single
1: night. Well, the pattern is the protest is largely peaceful, then it gets more violent, then the nice people go home, and it turns violent every night. It's easy to understand unless you're in the mainstream media. So I'm watching... Largely peaceful
0: protests. So I'm watching this video, and there's, you know, there's rioting going on. And then I was just reading a thing in the New York Times by a guy who wrote into the New York Times and said, look, I, I live a couple of blocks from there, and there are no riots happening. I live a couple of blocks from there. I didn't even know it was occurring. I don't know what you all are talking about. I don't know what Trump's talking about. So it gets back to the whole, how are you supposed to figure out what's going on in the world? You go on Andy No's Twitter feed, and it's nonstop fires and, and, and battles with the police and rock throwing and window
1: smashing. It's mostly restricted to the cop shops and federal property. Anything to do with the criminal justice system. That's where they're smashing up. So, yeah, if you lived six blocks away from that, it probably wouldn't affect you at all. But you can't have people throwing explosives at cops with impunity. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC
0: for anybody with any info on that.
1: Matt Taibbi has written a brilliant piece entitled "The Left Is Now the Right," and he is a lefty, and it is very, very good. It's it's fairly longish, and I'm still highlighting it. Matt, uh, brevity is the soul of wit, brother. Um, but it's it's very good. Um, and we'll share some of that with you, but in a similar vein. Uh, we are. We're going to play this again for you. Played it last hour, but it is so good. It may be perfect. This is a bit of uh, humor by a, uh, a fairly well-known uh, New York comedian whose name escapes me again because I failed to jot it down. Ryan Long. Ryan Long. At that's Ryan right. Long Comedy on Twitter. Right. Uh, this is a, a brief description. A couple of guys uh, discovering that they are new best. Friends, BFFs, they're both wearing blue t-shirts, one says woke, the other says racist, and they've realized that they agree on practically everything. When me and Brad first met, I didn't think we'd get along, but turns out we kind of agree on
2: everything. Your Your racial identity identity is the most most important thing! thing. Everything Everything should be looked at at through the lens of of race! race. Jinx, you owe me a coke! We both have a lot of opinions about people of color, even though we barely know any. I say colored people, but as long as we're classifying them. We both think minorities are a united group who think the same and act the same. And both the same. You don't want to lose your black card. Sorry, I don't know, I just think we should roll Roll back back discrimination discrimination law so we can hire based on race race again. again! Jinx, now you owe me a coke! Hey, tell them what you told me yesterday. White actors should only do voices for white cartoon characters. Been saying that for years, stick to your own. Us white people, we have so much privilege. I agree, it is a privilege to be white. Ask him about interracial dating. All I said is that black men who date white women have internalized racism, and white men that date ethnic women are fetishizing them. Guys against interracial dating now. Like, am I being pranked? Did Boomer put you up to this? Ugh, you know that taco place is white-owned? White people should be making white foods, like crap macaroni and cheese, no seasoning, not even salt. It's like he's a mind reader. I mean, I've been pushing for segregation forever, and my man does what? I created an improv comedy show exclusively for ethnic people. Guy segregates comedy on my birthday. White people need to stop wearing dreadlocks, and they need to stop appropriating black people's music. Shaved heads and country music, the way God intended. (laughs) You know all white people are racist. I'm listening. Even if you have a black wife or a black friend group, you're still really racist. You know, we just kicked a guy out of the organization for having a black girlfriend, but if you can promise me he's still really racist, we'll consider letting him back in. Black people should only shop at black, crony crony shopping shopping black businesses. businesses. I guess the only thing we really disagree about is I think white people are the root of all evil. But what did I tell you though, if we can narrow that down to a certain group of tiny-hatted white people, I think we can come to an understanding. Technically, I don't consider Jewish people white Neither because- do I.
1: How good is that It's posted at armstrongandgetty.com. Watch the video uh, send your fo- your friends the link uh, or whatever um yeah it's it's perfect it's great. I never thought I'd see this resurgence in racism from the left in my lifetime. Well being surprised it keeps me entertained I'll tell you what I'm not bored with the world. We're afraid of it at this point, but here we go. Why
0: well, Some of these pictures in the New York Times from Portland don't look like only peaceful protests. Now, I guess I guess they'd make the argument that they were peaceful protests until Trump to, Trump's stormtroopers showed up, and that's when it turned ugly.
3: It's neither only peaceful protest and violent riots. It's neither one of
1: those two exclusives. Both of these things are happening. Every night it goes from one, then kind of medium, into the other. And and the
0: whole... Go ahead. Why does every article I read present it as one or the other?
1: (laughs) You know the answer (laughs) to that question. Yeah, clickonomics. Uh, That's an excellent point, Sean. My analysis is wanted by nobody, uh, but I will offer it nonetheless. The protesters know exactly what to do and how to do it to bait the cops in responding with violence they push closer and closer to the federal courthouse where the federal protective services are there they throw more and more rocks and bricks they fire mortar style uh fireworks in there Several fires have already been set to the point where the cops feel like they, and listen, if you want to, if you want to argue about whether they're right or wrong, that's fine. We can have that argument, but they push to the point where the cops say, Oh my God, we've got to clear them back or we'll be burned to death. And then they push the protesters back. And at that point, everybody starts uh, with their iPhone camera saying, Look at the violent cops. Look at the violent cops. It's a game. Sean mentioned that uh, Ryan Long has another uh, comedy piece where he says he he films these rally, riot, protest things, and he can only sell half the footage to the liberal, or liberal media and half the footage to the conservative media. Wow. Nobody wants all of it. Wow, that is something. Yeah, yeah, I tell you what, dude is spot on.
0: That is something. Yeah. Um, this uh, A man called Mike Baker, reporting in the New York Times, has got a pretty good uh, thing today. It's starting to get national attention. The East Coast has figured out they've been rioting in Portland for 53 straight days. But anyway, he's got video
1: attached. Meanwhile, a guy farting in Manhattan makes the headlines. (laughs) An aggressive scent.
0: I wouldn't read beyond the first paragraph on that story, probably. I think I get the gist of it. Um, He's got video accompanying each one of these tweets. I spent the night on the streets of Portland last night witnessing the growing protests in response to the presence of federal troops. Here's what I saw. By 930, there were probably about 2,000 people in front of the Justice Center in downtown Portland, with moms in yellow lined up in front, stretching across a whole block. The wall of moms led the march through the streets and back toward the federal courthouse. If you matter and you know it, clap your hands, they were chanting. Soon after, around midnight, things became less peaceful. As protesters, and this is the, now he's got video attached to each one of these. As I said, now, you, now you're seeing uh, tear gra- gas and things being thrown and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Well, I don't know what's tear gas and what's fireworks from the protesters. I don't know which is which. Mm -hmm. Looking at this. As protesters kicked the courthouse facade, someone inside opened a window and dropped the first tear gas canister of the night. Troops rushed out aggressively, throwing people to the ground, tear gas, firing less lethal weapons. Um, The feds cleared the front of the courthouse. After troops went back inside at 2 a.m., protesters lit a fire and targeted the courthouse facade again. Officers came back out to disperse them, then moved through the streets using tear gas and less lethals to push the crowds back away again.
1: Boy, I'd be interested to get together with some of my uh, friends, uh, people I admire who are way left, and just go through the mental exercise of, okay, do we let the folks burn down the federal courthouse and then what? What would be an appropriate response? How would you handle that if you were in power? And, you know, I'm not trying to trap them or or make them look foolish or anything. I would like to hear them explain. Where do we go from there? Where, for instance, Ted Wheeler in Portland is allowing people to try to torch the federal courthouse.
0: Well, that's what James Lindsay plan was. Remember, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. He said the only way we can get a handle on this is if you get everybody on the record saying this would be too much. So that when we get there... People are on the record having said this was a line you've drawn.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. With sure. if,
0: this, if this statue got taken down, that would be crossing a line. If this building got burnt down, if this whatever. Right. You know, make people, politicians, mm-hmm. uh, journalists, whatever, be on the record saying, well, that would be crossing a line. Because he thinks we're going to get to these places. Yes. Where we're, you know, there, there's no, there are no breaks on this right now. Right. So.
1: Where somebody tries to set fire to the Capitol. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they're on the record having said, those, for instance, Ted Wheeler, uh, if, if they tried to burn down City Hall, Ted Wheeler's on the record as saying, well, of course we couldn't let people burn down City Hall. Right. But you have them in print saying that. Well, I'm seeing things I thought I'd never see already. Like in Chicago, I'm 90% certain this footage was from Chicago, but there's a, as these unprotected cops, I mean, these are just cops in their uniforms, no helmets, no riot gear, no nothing are peacefully protecting this fountain in Chicago um, and and the mob starts hurling rocks and bottles and all sorts of stuff at them and an aerial uh, uh, drone or it's a helicopter shows a guy dumping out a bag of like paving stones and people rush in and grab paving stones in each hand and then you see these big rocks that are like bricks flying at these cops who are totally unprotected and the fact that the city of chicago didn't you know go 1968 convention and send out a phalanx of cops to just clear the park and get rid of people who were who are, you could absolutely charge somebody with attempted murder for firing a brick at somebody's head beyond question you could charge them maybe not get a conviction but you'd get them on something so the fact that chicago's just permitting this portland just permitting it seattle just letting it go i never thought i would see this day
0: I don't want to be guilty of doom scrolling, but we ought to check in on the back to school battle as in California, for instance, the governor says schools need to be closed and a bunch of people are fighting and trying to figure out a legal way to open the schools in Florida. You got the opposite situation where the governor says schools need to be open and a whole bunch of teachers unions and whatever are filing lawsuits to try to get the schools closed. Oh, boy. So it goes back and forth. We'll check in on the latest on that on the way.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show. In an effort to be more environmentally conscious, IKEA has announced it will begin offering plant-based Swedish meatballs. That should really hit the spot as you walk your way through their 50,000-square-foot tree graveyard. (laughs) That's a funny line. (laughs) It is a funny line. Oh, I got my Uh,
1: mask
0: on. Isn't there some uh, level
1: of belief that those meatballs usually got a little uh, Mr. Ed in there, a little secretariat? (laughs) What? Little polo pony. One time, what? <laughs> one time, somebody
0: found a horseshoe in their uh, their meatballs. <laughs> Ow, that would <one> hurt. <laughs> Clank. Um. So on the, the 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 school, the subject of kids going back to school is uh, is important to me. I mean, it's one of the more important things going on in our household. If you have kids in school, it is. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. Here's another one of these the prestigious national academies of science engineering and medicine are the latest to issue a report calling for in-person instruction saying remote learning is simply ineffective for younger and special needs students that echoes last month's similar advisory from the American Academy of Pediatrics which usually lefties just love oh yeah the American Academy of Pediatrics they're always almost always on the left of every issue and uh, and uh, and the uh, media treats them like it's you know the Pope saying it whenever they say something. But on this one, it's, eh, we just kind of ignore it. Weighing the health risks against the educational risks, the new report says, school districts should prioritize reopening schools full-time, especially for grades K through 5 and students with special needs. Well, you it get, Seems clearly true. You get more and more people that are about um uh, education, and I don't include the teachers' unions in being about education, and why would I? But uh, people that are about education and about health, seem to practically universally agree that schools have to be open. Mm-hmm. Yet, they're not, yet they aren't going to be. Nope. That is a failure of policy, I would say.
1: Well, that's frustrating. And I don't even have little kids at this point in my life. Um, but the, it's just the, the stress, both emotional and economic, that this is going to cause, having the schools closed again, it's just enormous for a lot of families.
0: This paper goes on to say, in grades K through three, children are still developing the skills to regulate their own behavior, emotions, and attention, and therefore struggle with distance learning. Of course, sure, of course. And as I I need to say every time this comes up, it didn't work. It wasn't even close to okay. All right, not even close, and we all know that. Mm-hmm. If it was even, if it was half as good as regular school, it would have been amazing. But it wasn't half as good.
1: Yeah, I know a kindergarten teacher, and uh, and uh, I will just I, I would not want to speak for that person, but uh, the level of skepticism that it can be pulled off at all, worth a damn, is quite high. Can you imagine trying to engage that age group? No, remotely. No, and keep them engaged and get them to learn.
0: And this year, with uh, a whole bunch of students you've never met. And and, and and they haven't met you because it works from both sides. So you have no relationship, no personal relationship. Right. Only through a screen. No, it's going to be, it's going to be, I'm guessing it's going to be worse than it was last year. I'm oh, all,
1: boy. Well, and as we've discussed many times, last year it was continuing on with a group of students you already knew, knew their needs. You could relate to them, the rest of it. Now it's yeah. going to just, uh, it's uh, 25 faces Right. You have no idea who these people are,
0: and no, and you have no idea if that's the you know the kid that's really good at math doesn't need much help. That's a kid down there that struggles with this or that. No, you have no idea, and there'd be no way to figure it out. Um, uh, and you know, we, I joked in the past when this first started, and it all seemed kind of funny. All this stuff seemed kind of funny in the beginning. None of it's funny anymore. Um, but joking, we'll have a whole generation of kids that sign their name with an X. Mm. Well, that isn't going to happen. But we are definitely. You know, we're coming up on the point where you're going to have a generation that that missed a chunk of education. Like, that's just not going to get made
1: up. Right. Do we add a 13th grade before kids go know. off to college? Because it's everybody. That, that's the funny thing. I mean, I keep thinking of, okay, this generation of third graders will be a year behind. But wait, so are the second, first, kindergartners. Everybody is just going to be a year or more because we don't know when this is going to end behind. So you already have colleges saying kids get to freshman year they can't read they are not prepared for college it's shocking the you know the bad job a lot of public schools are doing these days and or parents you know honestly let the don't let families off the hook there are many families where learning and knowledge and education are not valued and the poor teachers have to try to make up for that anyway but if kids are already unprepared for college, what's going to be like after this is over? Well, right. Yikes.
0: So they missed half oh. of, you know, pick your grade. So you missed half of third grade last year, and you're going to just start with fourth grade this year? No, you got to catch them up somehow. Well, if you miss half of fourth grade, so now you've missed a whole year. Right. I think you got to add another year in there to get caught up.
1: Or you'll be there your freshman year of college. Six times seven equals 42. <laughs> <laughs> Let's think of a word that starts with K. At school, at college. College? No, Jimmy. No, college starts with a C. Jenny? Yeah, not
0: college? Good. Jimmy just said college. It's still wrong. Where did you people come? We're the, gener- the COVID you, generation. You
1: triggered me. You triggered me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. Armstrong and Getty.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: How much worse does it have to get in Los Angeles before you feel compelled to issue another stay-at-home order? Sure.
2: Well, I think we're on the brink of that. It's not just what's open and closed. It's also about what we do individually. It's about the people who are getting together outside of their households with people they might know. It might be their extended family. It might be friends. They might think because they got a test two weeks ago that it's okay, but it's not.
0: Mayor Garcetti of Los Angeles saying, we're on the brink of closing back down. Stay-at-home order. That's the, you don't get to go anywhere unless you're going to work or the grocery store, and only essential businesses are open That we where we were back in late March.
1: Right, where you have to have a pass to move about the streets. In theory. In theory. I never
0: carried my pass. I never got pulled over. Did you? You ever get pulled over?
1: I uh, had a tattoo artist replicate it and tattoo it on my chest. Awesome. Illegally, by the way. Tattoos are, you know, not permitted. So any businesses that didn't get wiped
0: out the first time around will get wiped out this time around. It will take generations to recover from some of this. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, I just got a text from uh, Tim, the lawyer, Tim Sanford. Case that the Goldwater Institute has taken up. As uh, a Marine is joining four other law-abiding Chicago area residents who have teamed up with the Goldwater Institute to sue the state of Illinois... So they can have a damn gun. It is their second right, a uh, Second Amendment right to have a gun. So you got Chicago just going berserko, and you decide I got to get a gun. I mean, the unrest is to the point now. I don't know when it's going to get to my neighborhood. I need to get a gun. State of Illinois says no, nah, no, you're not. Well, they say you can apply. It's good. We're right, and it's supposed to. First of all, the fact that they get up to thirty days before they can say you have a gun, should be unconstitutional to start with. But they're not even uh, meeting their own standard as it's taking 60, 90 or longer days now to get somebody the little piece of paper you've got to have before you get to exercise your Second Amendment right when there are people shooting each other
1: outside your door. So you have to apply for a constitutional right and then wait months while the state decides whether to grant it to you or not. Meanwhile, you got that horrific story in St. Louis where the ancient, immutable right to defend yourself and your property has been called into question by an utterly corrupt far-left county prosecutor, district prosecutor there, the uh, McCloskey family. Uh, Angry protesters bust down a gate, come onto their property. And, uh, they, they stood there on the front porch with guns saying, do not come any closer. Now they're being charged with brandishing weapons. They will not be convicted of those charges. Or if they are, they'll immediately be pardoned and, and, uh, you know, go fund me. We'll take care of their legal bills because it's so obviously in a, a, a breach of the constitutional rights. It's just unreal to me that these things are happening, but they are.
0: So is that a political gesture to charge them?
1: Yeah. This chick is way left. She's like uh, the the remember the Fox Lady in Chicago who let uh, Jussie Smollett go. Mm-hmm. She makes her look like Barry Goldwater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's like a, a far left uh, BLM um, uh, activist.
0: Hey, uh, different topics, so we're not doom scrolling. Um, uh, Tesla is on the verge of making it into the S and P five hundred. Its stock is just. <clears throat> Elon Musk said Tesla's stock was probably too high half its current value ago. Wow. It has just exploded, and, and analysts seem to think it's it's more about the branding. Well, it's definitely um, more about the branding at this point than just their actual productivity. Tesla's now worth more than Toyota. Think about that.
1: What's the comparison in uh, production or Toyota makes 30
0: times as many cars as Tesla does. Three times as many? (laughs) 30 times as many. 13 times as many? Not to mention there's such an established brand that you know is, you know, not going anywhere anytime soon. And with your electric cars, at least, you know, in theory you always got to worry somewhat. Is it, you know, if I buy this, is this going to be worth anything in five years? Will they stop making them? Will you still be able to get a battery? All these sorts of things. Sure. Not true with a Toyota truck. Um, But it's just astounding. But it, it it's it's believed that he's he's got the mantle of uh of uh just the aura that comes with okay, this is about the future. This is about battery battery technology in a new way, this is about electric cars finally taking off, this is about, you know, the space program factors in even if it's not Tesla it's Oh, just Yeah, you, the
1: SpaceX. You, that you want he does to be invested
0: def- in Elon Musk.
1: Right. Right.
0: And if it makes it into the S and P five hundred, of course anybody that's got an index fund is a, is a Tesla stockholder at that point.
1: You know what? I don't know. After all my years of, uh, and I've probably heard this and forgotten it, but how do they assemble the S and P five hundred? I mean, it's not like the Fortune five hundred that are the five hundred biggest. I think they try to balance it somehow yeah, so it yeah. reflects the market as yeah, a whole. There,
0: there's there's some uh, judgment involved. It's not okay. just a
1: yeah. Nonetheless, I mean it's it's amazing that a, a company with one thirtieth the production of Toyota would be yeah. Uh, Consider for that. Pretty
0: well, interesting. Yeah. Oh, hey! Speaking of the future and that sort of thing, I want one of them cyber trucks. Really
1: want one. Yeah. No kidding. With the unbreakable windows oh, that broke. So cool. Ah, bad luck. <laughs> oh, speaking of the future, coming up during the next segment, uh, positive. Sean uncovered this. It's a computer expert from 1974 uh, predicting the future of computing. And, and, and dude was pretty prescient and, and it's, it's fun. It's interesting and kind of cool to hear that voice from the past. So we'll play that for you in just a few Did minutes. Did
0: you ever get to what your donut choice says about your personality or whatever that was? That would
1: be ice cream flavor. No, no, we didn't get to that because, well, it's stupid.
3: <laughs> and we try not to do stupid things. Do you want to know about the S&P 500 thing?
1: As we've said for years, yes, in just a moment, as we've said for years, you know what reveals your personality? Your personality <laughs> does. If you're loud and belligerent, but you eat the ice cream of the quiet and demure, you're still loud and belligerent. Shut up. Yes, what about the S&P
3: 500, <laughs> positive Sean? So uh, uh, each company is selected by a committee. They rebalance the index quarterly. And to qualify for the index, a company must be in the United States, have an unadjusted market cap of at least $8.2 billion. That's, uh, that's as far as I figure So your out. company is
1: worth $8.2 yep. all stock included. Okay, interesting. You yes have to, 500, uh, a much, 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 much better reflection of the economy uh, as a whole than the S- than the uh, Dow Industrials, um, but because the Dow is old and journalists are stupid, that's the one they give you every day.
0: I got to admit, I thought Tesla was dead a, co- a while back. I, I thought, thought they, they were hurting. I thought they were probably dead. Okay, that didn't work. It was a nice try. You moved the ball down the field for electric cars, but...
1: You're not meeting your production goals and the rest of it, blah, blah, blah. Leadership matters. And Elon Musk is a unique talent. African-American. Elon Musk. Came from South Africa? Is that Uh where he came from? Yeah. Uh Yeah. He dated
0: Amber Heard for a while. I'd forgotten that. So Johnny Depp's old lady, you're thinking the timeline is after she and Johnny Depp split up. Yeah, I, after, I think,
3: I think Elon was the rebound.
0: After either he attacked her or she attacked him and he cut off her finger or
3: De- <laughs> something Depp, happened in not the bed. Musk.
0: No, yeah. right. Dep, Dep, not Musk. Yeah. She ended up with Elon Musk.
3: Yeah, it's just as a, a little rebound fling. It's
0: so seen. the texts that came out yesterday, are they part of the big trial going on in London? So the text came out yesterday showing that Elon Musk and Amber heard were in more of a relationship than he had led on, and he texted her at one point that I am willing to provide he was he was angry, not angry, he was disappointed and sad that she had ghosted him he just she just disappeared on him wow, and uh wouldn't respond to anything and he texts her at some point or emails her and says, yeah, you know I understand what's going on with with the Johnny Depp, and I would be willing to provide twenty four seven security for you." Even if you have no interest in dating me anymore or don't ever want to speak to me, I just want to do that for mm. you. is the sort of thing you can do when you're a billionaire yeah. for an ex-girlfriend. Please
3: take me back, please.
0: If you, I mean, that's a big swing in Richard move right there. Yeah. I, I can uh, provide you 24-7 security against your new crazy boyfriend if you'd yeah. like. And even if you're not interested in me, it's the sort of thing that is so little
1: money to a guy like me, I Sure, just, I could do that. And if Johnny Depp, I don't know, throws a wine bottle at you again or anything, I'll, I'll, I'll strap him to a rocket and blast him into space. If he,
0: <laughs> if he passes out with ice cream on his crotch or whatever, exactly. I, I'll send him to Mars I'll for you. I'll
1: duct tape <laughs> him to the top of my big effing rocket or what is a big falcon rocket. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> he can't bother you on Mars, can he? And I can send him there because I'm Elon Musk.
3: Please take me back.
4: <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. strong
0: and getty show The CDC just announced that the number of people infected with coronavirus is probably 2 to 13 times higher than the reported cases. 2 to 13? Yeah. Now that's a range depending on the region.
1: But double to 13 times doubles. Pretty impressive. Yes, and and interesting. Well, depending on how long your antibodies and T-cells and everything else last, your resistance, um, how long that lasts.
0: The finding suggests that large numbers of people who did not have symptoms or did not seek medical care may have kept the virus circulating in their communities. This is the largest study of its kind to date.
1: Well, if they do indeed develop fairly long-term immunity, or not immunity, but resistance, I read a medical author, Authority talking about you know how those terms aren't quite interchangeable but anyway uh that could be very good we could be getting sure. close to the tipping point where the virus will not be able to find a host before it dies <clears throat> and this and the spread will cease we don't need herd immunity we just need that tipping point
0: what were you doing in 1974 predicting the future probably not assuming you were born and a lot of you weren't born yet so
1: I was in short pants throwing baseballs around a a field in Clarendon Hills, Illinois. As a matter of fact, (laughs) short pants. That was
0: intentionally (laughs) jivey. So who is this we're about to hear from here, Sean?
3: Uh, This is just an interview. I found just this random clip. It didn't describe who these people were. I don't know what uh, organization this reporter works for. But he is interviewing a man, and they are in what used to be what computers were at the time it's essentially the size of a, a room or a desk or whatever right well, a and big
1: it, room full of worrying machines yeah, I, I was actually in one of those in the fairly early seventies
3: yeah and you'll be able to that's the noise you hear in this this is all the computing going on in the background and uh, the interview uh... Or actually the video picks up right around here
4: i brought along my son jonathan uh, who in the year 2001 will be the same age as I am now. Maybe he will be better adjusted to this kind of world that you're trying to portray. The big difference when he grows up, in fact, when he wanted to wait for the year 2001, is that he will have in his own house, not a computer as big as this, but at least a console to which he can talk to his friendly local computer and get all the information he needs for his everyday life, like his bank statements, his theater reservations, all the Information you need in the course of living in a complex modern society. This will be in a compact form in his own house. He'll have a television screen like these here and a keyboard and he'll talk to the computer, get information from it, and he'll take it as much for granted as we take the telephone. I wonder though what sort of a life would it be like in social terms? I mean, if our whole life is built around the computer, do we become a computer dependent society and computer independent individuals? In some ways, but They'll also enrich our society because it'll make it possible for us to live anywhere we like. Any businessman, any executive could live almost anywhere on Earth and still do his business through a device like this. And this is a wonderful thing. It means we want him to be stuck in cities. We better live out in in the country or wherever we please and still carry on complete interaction with human beings as as well as with other computers.
0: Uh, That part part may happen at some point. Well,
1: that's amazing in the things that he got exactly right and in the things that he missed. Mm -hmm. We will all hate each other and ourselves. We will all discover that computer interaction won't be nearly as nourishing as real interaction and we'll become embittered and lonely and kill ourselves in record numbers. Which
3: is true. (laughs) And I've noticed this a lot with uh, particularly with people going back, listening to people predicting computers and They almost always kind of just hand wave aside concerns about it. And Mm -hmm. I think this is, you wouldn't be at the tip of the spear of computer innovation if you got so worried to the point of the concerns that it just paralyzed. You almost have to dismiss those aside, focus on, well, no, no, this is going to change the way that work goes. So do you think
0: it's, do you think it's they realize the downside and ignore it so that they can work on their stuff? Or do we just have a a tendency as human beings to assume that? any new invention is going to be a good thing.
3: <laughs> I think it's more the latter. I don't think there's there's yeah. malice to it, but I just think it's a a human conditioning trick of, well, no, 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 this, of course, will do, on balance, of course, the thing that I am working on will do more good yeah. than harm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I,
0: you know, I am I I believe the Internet has done more harm than good at this point. I'd be up for unplugging it and go pre-Internet, but maybe it'll balance out over time. I don't know.
1: Perhaps uh, by the year 2001, when my son is the age I am now, Interviewers will think, let's not conduct the interview in a really freaking loud room (laughs) with so much background noise. It's a strain to hear.
0: If the Internet had stopped at ordering your theater tickets online and telling you what the weather is, Mm -hmm. fine.
1: Right. What uh, the fella there, and again, he... he photography very... will be in the palm of your hand. <laughs> <Dirt>. <laughs> Both palms, as it were. Um, the one thing that uh, he did not get, as prescient as he was, well, there are a couple things he didn't get, but is the idea of our computer constantly reaching out to us, constantly saying, hey, Joe, hey, Joe, look at this, Joe. See this, Joe? Here's some amazing video, Joe. You haven't clicked in a while. Your buddy wants to talk to you, Joe. Hey, somebody else is, a, literally, uh, 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 your wife is online. Do you want to make your move in your, the game you play with her? Hey, 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 all day long.
0: And that our brains are de- are designed over uh, evolution, throughout evolution, to be really susceptible to that sort of thing.
1: Right, exactly. Right. It used to be, you know, twice a day, hey, Joe, there's a saber-toothed tiger. Ah! Six and a half hours later, hey, Joe, those (laughs) berries are ripe. (laughs) Oh, good. That'd be it. It's the only input all day long.
3: This pairs perfectly with my saber-toothed tiger steaks. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Good thing I was able to whirl around and confront the beast and wrestle him to the ground and rip out one of his fangs and stab him to death with his very tooth. Barbaric.
0: Would there have been a tremendous amount of just sitting around back then? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, you always on the hunt for food. Mm. Like it was so hard to get I, food. You you spent all day long going through bushes trying to find fruit.
1: Well, considering that back in that day there may have been one fat guy on Earth, but probably not. I doubt there
0: was a fat guy. I
1: think you have you know, eaten them. You probably sat around uh, for an hour or two after you know you'd you'd killed a saber tooth tiger and and eaten its delicious meat. Hey Joe, the, do
0: some of those chalk drawings you do. I love those. Oh,
1: but how this we a, chased down the tiger. Uh, here's the one that's both a vase and two women looking at each other. Here,
0: watch this now.
1: Um, <laughs> but then you'd you'd grab a little bag time. You'd sleep there around the campfire. One, you'd keep an eye out for the saber toothed tiger's brother, who's who's pretty pissed at this point. And then you get up in the morning, start hunting and gathering again. So, no, I don't think there'd be a lot of sitting around time. On the other hand, there. And, and uh, what was what was the book that was so great about primitive societies that I read recently? The one with the whale? No, it's not Moby Dick. (laughs) Um, uh, But the point is, there was a lot of time of just working at a very leisurely pace. Oh, his tribe, Sebastian Younger. Um, A lot of very leisurely paced stuff, because... As long as you had a pretty good idea, you're going to be Weaving a
0: blanket. Mm -hmm. Yeah, weaving a blanket again
1: today. Well, the gals sit around weaving, grinding acorns up and that sort of thing. The fellas go out looking for an antelope or two, and all they need is an antelope or two. When
0: will we decide we've got enough blankets, is what I wonder. Anyway, get back to weaving my blanket.
1: Yeah, well, back in the day when, when virtually all humans were nomadic, you wouldn't want more than you could carry. So there's no need to... Not only was there no need to accumulate wealth, it would be insane. So, it was subsistence. you just get fed
0: there's Gotta a hang around There's a current new theory that uh the agricultural revolution was the worst thing that happened to human beings, and it's built around the idea that prior to that we didn't have the the uh the ability to exploit labor and blah, 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 blah,
1: all that sort of stuff. Prior to that, we didn't have Hot Pockets.
3: (laughs) The defense rests.
1: Well, (laughs) you know, I get that, and it's a compelling argument and an interesting topic. On the other hand, people were walking around with sores and dying of toothaches and, (laughs) you know, beset by beasts and the rest of it. You know, the slightest health problem might kill you. Half your kids survived. I mean, it wasn't exactly heaven.
0: No.
3: No, uh, but uh, nonetheless, it's it's an interesting
0: life expectancy thought. was probably twenty eight.
3: Yeah, yeah. Maybe old, it might not again, even that high. Those numbers are skewed so far down
1: because of how dangerous childbirth was. Yeah, true that. Yeah. On the other hand, warfare was unspeakably oh, brutal and good Lord, uh, uh, yeah, and 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 nearly constant. So you got that working against you, anyway. which ain't nice. Anyway, so I uh, guess I'll stay in the modern world. <laughs>
0: I've built a time machine. It only goes forward at normal speed. Here, climb in.
1: <laughs> uh, that's good stuff.
0: If you get next hour, we'll bring you up to speed on some more stuff. If you don't, oh, yeah. check the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com.
4: Armstrong and Getty.